From Austin, Texas, it's To Hell and Back, an uncensored show about entrepreneurs and the journeys they take to start their own businesses. I'm Amanda Eakin. And I'm Kevin Garadia. Do you like to go by John Michael? John, John Michael's good. Do you like to go by John Michael? My father wanted to call me Jean-Michel. Oh. Which, yeah. Okay. That's the is response. You, and you, my mother's... Are you French, though? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Exactly. He just wanted you to get in a I don't know if that would have made it any better. <laughs> However, um, so he wanted to call me Jean-Michel. My mother was like, no, he'd get made fun of too much in school. So they settled on John Michael Frank, three first names. Wow. Little did they know, uh, I still got made fun of in school. Yeah. So it was really all for nothing. I, uh, I walked into parts and labor maybe probably three years ago before I bought this house. And I was looking things to furnish my house. And I walked up on... Uh, what looked like you know little prints or postcards and, and I started to read these things and uh, so one of these episodes I said one of my favorite things is self-deprecation like needless to say I was instantly attracted to uh, to the art pieces I've bought I've bought your art for my friends I've bought them mm. you know I've bought many many of your pieces Thank and you. given them to many of my friends and so uh, here we are with John Michael how did you get into drawing and poetry in the first place Probably like being bored, I guess, you know, and wanting out of things, I guess. You know, like you're a little and like you want, I mean, you watch a little kid and they're literally like in their head doing their own world and things like that. And I think in some ways they look at the world and they're like, this kind of fucking sucks. What's going on up here? It's kind of more entertaining. So I'm going to act on these impulses and then we get older and lose those things, you know. And then like you find them again and they come back to your life. And I think drawing, like I, so I drew when I was younger a lot and I was always like, shitty at it uh, i mean i'm still shitty at it if you look at everything but i was like a drawing poser for whatever for whatever reason and my friends could always draw like spider-man with like better looking eyes or like hand motions than i could um and then so like high school came around and everything was like technical like everyone got technically good you know and i was still like on a middle school like drawing level just like super shitty and like going through the high school like dark phases of just drawing just absolute garbage and you know people were getting technical they could do like human forms and things like that and i just stopped technically advancing i guess high school and so that was super discouraging because it was like this was my thing you know i'm sitting at the freak table so it's like i gotta i gotta have the artsy thing anyway or whatever um and then i just stopped for a long time i guess and then I found you start looking at some other, you know, some artists, uh, popular artists and some like outsider artists and stuff. And you see like seeing that was like, oh, shit, you don't have to be good like at anything. Well, what is good at like? Right. right. Well, what exactly. Is, what is good, right? Yeah, that's yeah. subjective. But yeah. yeah, that's my point is like school and other things teach you. It's like very technical and like there's there's a way things are or whatever, you know, even like doing a business or whatever. There's like a way things are. And then you just need to see other shit. And that was, that's what it was for me. It's like it helped me just seeing other crap. And then I remember I, I started going to community college in my like mid to early 20s um, after being a piece of shit for like <laughs> 10 years. And uh, I just I couldn't stop like drawing when the teachers were talking about stuff that I didn't care about. And I think also what I was going to say in, in, in high school is like, I took shit seriously and that's part of the technical thing was like, yeah, I wanted to be good or I had a vision for it. And even now, because it's tax season and the thing's called To Hell and Back, which is a great time to be talking yeah, about small yeah. businesses during tax season, um, is like just take, I don't know, it helped me to stop taking it seriously and I try not to do that. And when I start taking things seriously, that's when sort of the negative shit comes in and like self-deprecation and, and all that stuff. Thank you.
Is making and selling your art your full-time job now? Uh, yes. I say that with uh, some hesitancy and, and, and shyness and, and nervousness, but uh, I'm trying to, to do it, yeah. Uh, I was teaching high school and I was an English teacher and I didn't really enjoy it, so I ended up just drawing pictures on the board for most of the time. And uh, I would just ask them to draw me stuff. <laughs> they asked me to, to, what to draw, and then I would draw pictures on the board. And um, I mean, I tried, but it's like the administration's like garbage. So you're like caught between the administration and like the kids. And if you appease the administration, then the, the kids, kids hate you. destroy you. Yep. And then if you appease the kids, the administration destroys you. So it's kind of, it's kind of going back. But hey, I only did it one year, so I really don't have a good... I don't think I have a great grasp on it. Awesome. And I'm sort of, I walk into things pretty neg negatively and that kind of works out for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was part of it. Um, but anyway, I was, I was doing that for a while and it, it was fine. It was like my plan B. I was like, okay, I'll do the plan B thing. Um, and so that was, that was going on. I was trying to figure that out of how to maintain life. And it's, I mean, I couldn't do anything else. It was pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Um, I did watch a lot of Dr. Katz when I was supposed to be like grading papers and shit. That was kind of cool. I think okay. you feel like your, your art, um, is a representation of you or is this just something like, this is fucking funny. I'm going to do this because yeah. it's awesome. Um, it's, yeah, it's totally a reflection. Um, that doesn't mean to say that I go around and, and, and have, I mean, well, I do have these thoughts, but yeah. like <laughs> it's, it's, it's the tortured artist thing is, is, is something that I kind of find boring and, sure. um, not really a life that I want to live, yeah. you know? I mean, and I know some people that are just fucked. I mean, they're fucked and they make art, but they are fucked. When you say that, what do you mean by that? By fucked? Yeah. Uh, just anything bad. Yeah, I mean, they're anything. just, I, someone who's like fucked to me is it's, it's not really like a choice they're making or it's a pretense, you uh -huh. know, there's like mental illness and then there's fucked and so, there's a difference. So you, fucked is worse than mental. There's taking like antidepressants and then there's like fucked and sometimes fucked people are taking antidepressants. But like fucked people are fucked even on antidepressants. You know, they're just kind of fucked. And I don't want to be one of those people. And when I was younger, um, I, I thought I was fucked, but I don't think I, I'm fucked. Do you, do you feel like, um, like it's cathartic or is this like a coping? Mm. This is definitely mm. a coping mechanism. Every, yeah, everything's a coping mechanism. You know, going, going to the grocery store, if you can do that, that's a great coping mechanism. You know, uh, having a dog is 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 good sometimes you know um but yeah i mean it's it's great to draw pictures and it's great to just like do something with the 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 fuck shit you know like everyone has it and it's it's life gets life gets difficult because you don't really know what to do with the shit and so if you find a way to do that that's not fucking someone else then then i think you're doing okay um so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely cathartic. I mean, it feels good to put on a record and sit down and draw some pictures. I mean, it just feels good. And I'm super grateful for that because I didn't have it for a very long time and, and I felt terrible. I felt awful. And so a lot of the things that I do and, and channel through, through the pictures and stuff is, is really a reflection of those times and current times, you know? But I got a lot of spillage, you know? I got, I got plenty, plenty of stuff to... to um, 
to, to use even if I'm not in the worst, you know, in a terrible mental state or, or whatever it is. Um, but I'm trying to do that stuff so I don't become fucked, is basically. Is that's, that's my life goal is to avoid becoming fucked. And, 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 and that's how I figured it out, is drawing pictures. To some people, somebody may look at your art and be like, you know, I could do that. You, you hear that shit all the time, oh, right? Yeah, I could can. do that. Yeah. So when you decided, to, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, when when you decided that, okay, you know, maybe the amount of prints or the amount of books that I can sell will outweigh my. I mean, that's a decision you have to consciously make um, to be able to sell your art. So was that a was that a pretty tough tough decision that you had to make to be able to take these things and say I'm going to start selling my art now? No, I mean, no, I don't think you can. I really didn't have anything to lose, you know? I yeah. was like, when I started, I was working at a fucking restaurant. Like, you know, I was like 26, 27, I don't know, you know? And I was just trying to do something. I just didn't want to work, you know, in an office for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. And so my whole thing was like, as long as it's better than like watching TV or like going to work at an office every day, for me, like that's that's fine you know and i also didn't really know i could make you know i didn't know about the money i didn't really think about that stuff it was just kind of a chance and honestly parts and labor that we were talking about earlier um lizelle and parts and labor just honestly changed my life i mean i uh you know my girlfriend walked in there with some of my originals and she showed it and she was like these are great um get some prints done here she really walked me through and honestly it changed my life it's it's why i'm doing it full time is i had that support and, um, yeah, because I knew nothing. I mean, I don't know. I still don't know anything. I'm learning about all this small business stuff. I'm learning about all this pictures and how to sell this and how to do it right. And I'm making mistakes and I'm doing that. But, um, that initial help just getting in that one store and just kind of making some money. And I started on Etsy a little before that and I was selling originals at five bucks. Um, and, and, uh, which, you know, no one's going to take seriously and they probably shouldn't, but, um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was just important. I think the thing is a good, good thing for me to learn and and kind of works in life. And when I thought in school is like, it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be fucking done. You can do the good part later. So with any of this stuff and selling stuff and you know, the selling stuff's kind of the boring part of this for me, at least. Um, it's just, you just got to do, it was just like, put the shit on Etsy, just fucking do the, the first step. And then do you know do whatever later because when i look around in my life and i look at my life in my early 20s and all those years i didn't do i mean what what was the the salient thing was i didn't do shit and it's just honestly just doing something so thinking about the public i mean and and how they'd be received no i mean because there's a precedent i mean there's you know there's plenty of 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 crappy art out there i mean you can't you can't take the self seriously that's the thing that i've been thinking about recently like you know, you look at Instagram and it's like taking the self seriously, man, that shit's got to stop. But there's a flip side to that, right? Because yeah. like now you're in that phase where you, you got to pay the bills and you're using that yeah, as your yeah. vehicle. So like, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's not, but is your goal to get art in as many people's hands as possible? I don't know. I just want to do, I want to, I hope it still excites me, you yeah. know, when I draw pictures, like, you know, some, like right now I'm kind of bored with some stuff I'm doing and I want to do something kind of different and... There was like a few moments early on when I was I I realized consciously and I think probably a lot of creative people do this that I was con I realized consciously I was sort of pandering and I was making pictures that I thought people wanted or whatever that kind of bored the shit out of me and mm-hmm. I I stopped doing that pretty fast. What were those like? 
Oh, God. I don't know. They had, like, birds in them and, like, <laughs> stupid, like, zen kind of words. I, I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> those are dark times. Yeah. Like, the, picti- the, the pictures I do now seem like dark times. Those were dark times. Like, <laughs> my goal is, like, live, laugh, love. Like, the opposite of live. The more live, laugh, love I can take out of the world, the happier I will be. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because I think there needs to be, you know... Um, the, the opposite of that there needs to be like growing up I was negative in a lot of ways and confused and like thoughts I had were funny or like uh, I don't want to say dark but just uh, I was into like looking at dark humor or whatever mm-hmm. and I was bombarded with like oh you should be positive you should be this and like live laugh love like that kind of garbage and I was just like god like <laughs> just because you're not sort of postulating and posturing this sort of over-the-top optimism doesn't mean that you're not like happy and hopeful or like you have joy or like you know does it make any sense um and so like yeah sort of the negative stuff is uh, sort of provides a positive feeling for me because it's like what else are you gonna do with this get a drug addiction like (laughs) great yeah so i think that you can have positivity through through negative it's helpful to have a sense of humor about like Mm -hmm. feeling like you want to die or you know want to tell people you want to die or whatever how how did you get started on the current theme that you're on right now with the dark humor i'd sit down i have sort of a discipline when i'm kind of creating work whereas i sit down and i do 50 images every day and i do that every single day for x amount of weeks or till i have x amount of books filled up and so whatever kind of comes out comes out and i don't know that's just uh, that stuff's funny to me i mean it's 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 very rare but like you know you sit down and do 50 pictures and like one or two will make me laugh and and that's that feels good that's a decent hour spent for me uh what i don't think we ever touched on this but what brought you to to austin i moved um back to philadelphia um after some schooling and i had a i had a close friend that we were working on um a project with he was into haiku he was actually a teacher i had in high school and um he i don't know he kind of he 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 did that like cliche teacher thing where he like kind of um you know he hit me at the right time you know in in the right part of my brain i guess and uh the first time i met him he read something i wrote in like the school journal or some shit like that and he was like you know you're on to something but you got a lot to learn and i was like 16 17 and i was like a mall goth and i was like fuck you i was like who the fuck are you you're wearing a fucking vest yeah, like a cardigan it, yeah yeah exactly yeah. but he was right um and anyway we we forged a really strong connection he was negative like i was and he he was like this this place is fucking prison like you don't want to be here i don't want to be here and that was like the first like adult voice in my life that i really heard that from um anyway so we were working on a project together um, so he taught me haiku and stuff, not like five, seven, five kind of bullshit. There's, there's some really, there's some modern haiku that it's a little bit different than what we're taught in schools. It's like, as you become an adult and realize that everything you're taught in schools is, is kind of, the fun is kind of taken out of everything. Anyway, we were going to work on a project together and unfortunately he passed away. So I was like back in like kind of hometown area and I was like, fuck, I do not want to be here. And, uh, you know, this person meant a lot to me. And, and so I had a friend that, um, lived in Austin, is a wonderful uh, human being, Gracie, and I came down to visit her, and uh, I just kind of fell in love, you know, you had the moon towers here, and there's just like sort of a warm kind of romance in the air, and I don't know, the, the night is, is, is pretty like compelling, and um, 
I just had a great time and it was just different from a, a culture I've been around and the people were fucking nice, you know, like the really, you know, I was living in Philly for a long time. So like sort of the people that I thought, you know, the super artsy people or elitist or potential or whatever kind of word you want to use. Um, there was a group of really interesting people I thought who lived next door to Gracie and I went over to visit and like, and they were just really nice and like invited me over. And I was like, these fucking people would never talk to me in Philadelphia or in the Northeast. Um, so that kind of sold me. I was just like, I remember driving, um, around this curve in Philadelphia and I just was like, you know what? If Alston is like somewhat okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna drive down there. Fuck it. You know? And, um, it worked out great. I loved the city. Do you, do you have any of those moments where you're like, man, that was just kind of shitty, shitty, but it was necessary for, for where I am today for yeah. me to go into that direction? Um, my early 20s were super shitty. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope they are forever, for others at least. Sure. I don't know. Maybe people I didn't know, but like uh-huh. early 20s were, were, were just trash. There was just like trash day every fucking day. And um, so that was no good. And so just getting out of that mindset and 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 you know, doing pictures and, and selling work and like getting into stores and that whole process is, is great. And I try to, I try to maintain being grateful for that, you know, because I can compare myself to other artists and illustrators or whoever, and who are, who are doing better or quote unquote selling more or more popular online or whatever it is. And that you can start feeling really shitty. And I've been feeling that way for the past week or so, but, and that's important to a degree, but I do want to be grateful because I don't want to be one of those people that are just ungrateful for the fact that i'm living off of this right now like that's number one like the fact that you can say that is is huge and most people don't get to fucking do that you know most people are driving to work eating doritos and and trying to think about other things than killing themselves Uh, right uh, yeah and that sounds pretty bleak but honestly that's how i look at the world and and that's fine for me because if i don't get my position that position then I'm, i'm i'm striving towards uh, things I care about and things that are going to make me happy or whatever. Um, but it happens all the time. I mean, it's like every week there's this like, Oh shit moment that I'm like, I have this great realization and I'm like, well, this isn't going to work out. Or like, what happens if I lose this store or what happens this? Like parts and labor was closing. Yeah. That like rocked my fucking life. That was wild. But they, they were able to, I know they had a pop-up shop, right? But then they were able to find their, they've moved and they're doing great. They're doing great. Like flourishing. And they're amazing. Yeah. And and that's why I want to talk about parts and talk about parts and labor so much. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. So fucking great to me. And, and you know, like I can't, I can't have enough positivity for that. Yeah. And in my life it's, it's, I don't feel like I've had that like things, you know, everyone has their gauge of hard life or whatever like that. But like a lot of things I've tried in the past haven't worked out either because I sucked or, you know, the effort wasn't there, but like the parts and labor thing worked out and and some of this other stuff is working out and I feel super grateful for that. And it's been really hard to do that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be singing praises about how everything's great and stuff like that because it's not because there's a lot of oh shit moving. It's just hard. I mean, it's a volatile position. I could lose, I could lose it quickly. You know, my... My, my work could start getting really shitty. You know, you look at artists and that can happen. I mean, art is shitty, but like it gets shittier, shittier. And, um, you know, the the zeitgeist could change or whatever fads in, you know, like depressing shit could be out. You know what I mean? Like if there's a, you know, there's a, one of Trump's wars happens, people aren't going to want to be 
point of reading comics about dogs and death and I'd be done. I'd be going yeah. back to teaching high school or mopping floors or, you know, one of a million other shitty jobs I've had in my life. And, um, so that happens all the time and I don't feel stable and <laughs> it's super scary. And, um, but I mean, uh, I'm alive right now. I can eat bread, you know, and I drink green tea. <laughs> I mean, if I'm drawing pictures and making a living off of it and it gets to a point where I'm like, ugh, I got to draw fucking pictures in my house. You know what I mean? Like listening to a minimalist album or something like that. <laughs> it's like, or an ambient album. Um, like if I'm complaining about that, then like I'm not meant for life. Like I need to be in an office. Sure. Like, yeah, like... I, I need to check out at that point. So this is kind of an interesting question just because I find that a lot of business owners go through it. So uh, to become a, whether you believe it or not, you're a business owner of sorts, right? You can pay, oh, pay yeah. taxes. You I, own it. I own my, I own it. Yeah, you own it. So yeah. one of the really interesting questions I like to get into with them is, um, I think as a business owner, uh, you're kind of in control of your own life. You're not answering to other people and that's awesome. But um, I find that uh, with me uh, that I get caught up in my own world very easily. I think that whatever's going on in my own world is is like yeah, it, it's it's it, no one else can understand. It's like what I'm going through right now is so fucking crazy, and it's like it bogs yeah. me down. And like, yeah. uh, do you have those experiences? And like, how do you feel the people in your life like respond mm. to that? Are they sometimes like, oh, John Michael's just get the fuck out of your own head, or being in your own head? Uh, yeah, I mean, but. Uh, that's fine as long as you're not shitty to other people yeah. you know i mean I, I grew up being in my own head and that's why i was a terrible like school student and like you know my father disapproved here and there because i was staring off in the space couldn't sit still sure. and that's my that's my thing you know I, I like being in my own head but um you know that's kind of insane but i think you have to be kind of insane and and it's it's better than you know uh going to the bank how is it when you go to you know a place like parts and laborers yeah. or um yeah. you know a store and like how do you That's how do you yeah, that, yeah yeah can you walk me through that process like um what's I your mean, what's your pitch <laughs> yeah oh god pitches uh <laughs> um I, I mean i just try to keep it simple i just try to sh show pictures like the idea just for me is rely on the work like they're either gonna like it or not like if i compliment their fucking store like whoever else is in the store if i would do whatever it's, it's just not gonna matter like to me it's like i, I want to be nice and just rely on the work sure. like let the work do it and the pitch is, is is whatever but i just try to be decent and i try to have close relationships with the stores i'm in and try to be grateful for that and and try to be attentive to them and like just try to do the best i can you know they're nice enough to put my shit in there which it's hard to do and it's Absolutely. hard for them. Like yeah. I, I want to be decent to them. And, um, I think that that's important. So I just, I don't know. I just try to be, I just try to be nice and approachable. You just try to be a normal human, a good human being. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And yeah. a little, little better than that yeah. because it's, I mean, there is money involved. They are helping you out. I mean, and it, it takes time and yeah, I just, I just, if they, if they ask, if, if someone sends me an email about my work or whatever, I try to respond. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And like, Sometimes people mess with me about work and I always want to respond, you know, because I've been in the other prison where I messaged other people about work and there's just like no fucking response. And that's fine. I guess that's like a thing for people. And, um, you know, there's like some attraction to like unattainable. I don't know what it is, but ignoring all that, like I just I, I like the approachability and and 
um, just once again, just being grateful for the fact that I'm doing something that I love to do. Like, why the fuck would I be a piece of shit about it? You know, what's next? Mm. Uh, I have a I have a little book that I'm putting out in the summer called uh, Should I Enjoy My Life or Not? And I mean, I'm, I got, like I said, tons and tons of new work that I'm, I'm constantly cool. posting um, and a few other few other book projects um, that I'm working on with some some friends. Um, there's a book um, that I'm working on with uh, the wonderful artist Tara Booth that um, is called uh, Things to Do Instead of Killing Yourself. Um, so like, you know, get a minimum wage job or, uh, eat a bag of Cheetos and drink Diet Coke to try to achieve enlightenment, you know, things, things that I've tried, I guess. Um, so there's that, I mean, you know, there's a few different, few different projects. I have kind of this idea of, of trying to do like a narrative project with a a female bodybuilder, uh, who's, who's looking for a, a potion, I think. I don't really, I don't really know what that means yet. That's awesome. But, uh, um, yeah, so, so there's that, um, I've got, you know, some pins out. I'm just, I'm, I've got a bunch of shit that I'm releasing basically. And I'm going to be doing some comic festivals in the Northeast, um, through this year and trying to get more engaged in, in that tabling and stuff. And, um, Yeah. Yeah, this is this was a big one for me. Uh, you know, you are you are for I don't know how to put this. Most people we meet, you know, have a business where they can show their statements and their you know go to the bank and go for a loan. But this was a, a really cool one. You for don't want to see my bank statement. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Whatever. You wouldn't invite yeah, yeah. me if you saw my bank statement. Um, but yeah, this is this is a cool one. That never did I. Well, first off, never did I think Amanda and I would start a podcast together. But more so, it's a yeah. Buy your artwork. That was one of the first pieces I ever put in my house and. Oh. It wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. And for me, it wasn't one of those things where like I was just by myself and I I looked at it and it, it it resonated with me. It it was awesome. So for anyone out there, for all my 17 listeners, mom, dad, my sister, uh, my cousins, (laughs) those are all 17, by the way. Um, please, uh, if you find yourself in Austin, uh, you know, find John Michael Frank's work. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, and you'll want to keep it forever. As always, thanks again for listening to the show this week. If you want to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to our website, tohelandback.blog. Please also consider subscribing to our show on iTunes. And whether you love us, hate us, or just want to say hey, write us a review while you're there. You can also write to us at tohelandbackatex at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram for outtakes and previews at tohelandbackatex. This show was produced by Kevin Gradia and myself, Amanda Eakin. We've got some great episodes coming up, so make sure to stay tuned.